Hello and welcome to the Lola Network podcast, the first episode. I'm joined by AJ McFarlane. I know him commonly as Andy. Yep. And me and Andy have been friends since 2006, four, 14 years. It's been a long time. <laughs> so I met Andy when I was in high school. And I thought I'd ask him to be on the first episode for a few reasons, one of them being is I've got this new equipment and I've no idea how to use it. Mm-hmm. Andy does podcasting and radio at college, is that right? Yeah. And we used to DJ together back in the day, uh, if, if you want to call it DJ. I mean, we, we did call it DJing back in the, in the day, it was a... Uh, it was more we bought a PA system and we pressed play and played with the fader now and again. Yeah, it was more like people were hiring the equipment. Yeah, basically. We, we were like the added service for people to I mean, listen to the music. Yeah, I mean, we did provide a bit of kind of MC stuff as well. So we did pick the music as the, the parties went on, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of DJs that they have like a kind of a set list and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, that's fine. But the way that we kind of done it was, it was more reading the, the room and reading the audience kind of thing. Yeah, which is always hard because you can't please everybody no. at a party because everybody's got different music tastes. Yep. And it was fun. I mean, from where it started, um, it came out, initially it was just an idea we had, um, I think it was fourth year that we were in? Uh, it might have been third, fourth year. Oh, it was around about then anyway, and it was, we thought of this, I th- I'm pretty sure we were on, we were Xbox? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think I was I was a late night anyway. It was like late at night, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, playing like the Xbox, and we thought, what would be pretty cool, or what would be a cool way for us to make income while we're still at school? Yep. And it was also obviously off the back of doing the lunchtime radios. Yeah. And Taylor High, which you know we thought was quite easy. And a few teachers had said to us, like, why don't you do this at the weekends? Yeah. And then we just thought one time, like, well, why don't we? Aye. So we just bought the bought the equipment, saved up a wee bit. Aye, because we had practice for it anyway, because we'd done the, the school discos, like the Halloween, Christmas, and especially the Christmas ones, because it's I still remember it was like Christmas fairs at the school. Yep. And it was just a repetitive, you know, music and stuff. And there's me, hello, everyone. <laughs> you know, I've never actually since doing the Christmas fairs in high school, like the music, mm-hmm. because we're playing, because there's only so many Christmas songs. Of, of course, yeah. And then you need to play them and repeat. So that's kind of put me off Christmas songs. It's put you off Christmas. For a lifetime. <laughs> well, not, not, not that far, but. Um, so we've done that. And obviously DJing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that doing the kind of mobile disco, playing music at parties, do you think that influenced your career choice and in going into radio? 
I mean, it definitely had an impact on it. Um, for me, the initial idea of going into radio was... Again, I can't remember if it was like third year or fourth year. Um, and it was picking you know, subjects for going into, like, fourth, fifth, and sixth year. Yeah, like sound engineering and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and it was one of the teachers, and it, we had, like, individual meetings with the teachers. They kind of discussed with you. It was, like, careers advice, you know? Yep. And she's like, what kind of stuff do you enjoy? What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I love music, I love entertainment. And she's like, well, why don't you try radio? Mm-hmm. Or radio? And I'm like, well, aye, that's pretty cool for me. Um, so obviously I picked the subjects, and off the back the back of that spawned the whole DJing. Yeah, because obviously we are mates, and I know you're really taking and stuff. I was like, well, I'm absolutely going to ask you to do it as well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So I was I was never really into the whole like I could do the tech side, but yeah. I couldn't do the speaking out. In front of like 100 people at a party and everybody's drunk, that that was never my thing. I know. So I guess it was kind of like a good combo. It was, and I know like you've got decent music taste as well. So mm-hmm. just going back to what we said there, reading the room, we we basically consulted like, is this song alright for you know this for them that's on the dance floor at the moment? And, th- and then you choose a song. And I didn't like it, so I'd be like, <laughs> I'm going to go to the toilet for this five was, minutes. This, this was a thing. This was a thing. Whenever I knew a song and Chris hadn't heard the song before, and I said, this song's good, trust me. <laughs> it was always like, right, I've got the toilet, you can play it. <laughs> I didn't want to be responsible. Just so that people knew that I picked that song. Yep. And every time it was a hit, every time. But. I mean, I wasn't going to risk it. I wasn't going to risk it. <laughs> Just on the back of that as well, I was thinking about this and the, the training. Chris and I had a, every party, well not every party, but most parties we went to, there was a buffet. And we had a, what we called a buffet playlist. I was actually going to talk about this. Were you? Just, just, I was thinking about it like two minutes ago. Um, Yeah, so that was like the kind of, the kind of songs on the buffet playlist were more like, Chill. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because ten o'clock at night at a party and a and a function, people want to be on the dance floor dancing. Yeah, but you don't want to use all those tracks. People are getting their food, mm-hmm. so it's like Michael Bublé, Peter Martini. Yep, that kind of stuff. Like Snow Patrol, all that kind of stuff. And when that's getting played, the tempo got put down. The lights went on, and everybody knew it was the buffet, and. I always remember I was doing that and it was like, right, we've not been fed yet, so I always had to go to the buffet. I was probably probably the first person at the buffet every time that we went, just so that we could get some sort of sandwich. I mean, it was also obviously, we also got free food oh, yeah. through the gigs as well, which was quite good. That was another bonus. We got paid, we got fed. You got to have the odds person who'd offer you a drink as well. Exactly, yeah. So it was kind of good setup we had. Totally. Just to kind of circle back um, what you were saying there about how that influenced my kind of choice in radio. Yeah. Um, like I said, it definitely has made an impact on it. Uh, since doing that, 
and then got into doing kind of hospital radio. Yep. So if you remember when I done Wisha, Wisha um, radio law. Yep. And I done that for two years. Um, that was my first kind of taste in doing like you know proper radio. And I, I still remember like there was a test, but it was not like a test. It was a, a you had to do a full show in the training, and if you had done the training, you passed it. When I done mine, someone didn't like the way I done radio, so they were and he was not like one of the the execs. He was a lovely guy and stuff, but he was not like one of the execs in your know, radio law. Mm. He's like, oh, I don't know about him. I don't know about him. What What was your style? Like what? Why? Just like kind of commercial. Like if you listen to any of my stuff, it's very upbeat commercial, but at the same time, I could basically do anything. Like I done a full show on love songs you know, last year, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, like, basically the, the Council Cupid. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. that's not trending on Twitter or anything, just, <laughs> um, but I, it was really good, but back then, I think it might have been a generational thing, I think the gentleman, you know, I'm speaking of, he was more into kind of Radio 4 and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, but there was younger people there as well. But actually, we quite like his type of you know presenting the music he plays. Eventually, I got it, and I done you know radio law for two years. Um, and that's the thing, like because everybody has different music tastes. Mm-hmm. You, again, you can't please everybody, you know. Absolutely not, and that's why you know when you get into radio, there's so many avenues that you could go down. Like you could go in to do a commercial, you could do specific. Shows like, obviously, the, there's stations that specifically do a type of genre, like you know, uh, Planet Rock, for example, or Classical FM. Mm, yeah, that's a a specific de- demographic. Yeah, yeah. However, it's a big demographic, and when you explore different, it's like anything else. If you explore all these different avenues. <sighs> There's many doors that could open for you, you know? Yeah, and I really like, I think my favourite radio station just now is Nation. Nation, yeah. Because they have a good mix. It's not like one genre. It's like you've got um, like chart stuff, but you've also got like more classics, yeah. 70s, 80s. And it's just a really good mix. That state, you know, uh, stations like Nation Radio, um, it's very varied, and that's why every presenter brings that unique element to that station. Yeah. Like, for my kind of background, um, again, done kind of commercial charity stuff or, like, maybe EDM or something, that's the kind of stuff I'm kind of doing right now. Um, but that can change. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you get presenters of all different ages, different music tastes. The thing about people forget about on, you know, radio is that partly it's the presenter and partly it is the producer that chooses the music. So it depends on the show and when that's getting played. Right, right. So there are some, you know, stations where it's purely, you know, this is music that's getting played. Or if you're doing like a, for example, a drive time show, 
and people are like maybe phoning in or texting, not texting while they're driving, but you know, getting requests and all that kind of yep. stuff. And yeah, we can, you know, work around that. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why I love radio so much is because it's very dynamic, it's constantly changing. There's just so many stuff you can do. Yeah, and understand how that's obviously fun, I guess. And I mean, for me, obviously, I'm in the tech industry. Yep. So that's constantly changing all the time. Yep. And it kind of keeps you on your toes a bit. And I guess the music industry, like, you know, it, it evolves yep. over time and new genres, like, get created. So one of the other things was the aspect of going back to college. Yeah. So obviously you're you're currently presenting in Cumbernauld FM, Correct. which is a community radio. And you you do was it one show a week? Uh, I do one show a week at the moment, every Monday. Um I'm on talks of changing that uh, to kind of fit in with college and stuff. So but yeah, so it's one show it's a two hour show a week. Um, on CFM. I mean, if it was possible, I would happily do more. It's just that you know, it's like the financial aspect of it. Yeah, um, it's, it's obviously time consuming as well. Um, I mean, if you're doing this, is the thing. Um, when you're doing, for example, what I'm doing at the moment, especially the whole thing with COVID, I'm doing pre-recorded shows, right? And mm. that can take you know a full week because once you've picked the music, placed it all, got the ads, everything else. You then create, well, what I tend to do is create a music bed, which can be time-consuming, picking the right music bed for the for the, the mood, if you like. And then <laughs> it's the recording. And when you listen yourself back, you're like, oh, well, I cut that bit out. Whether if you're doing live, you're in the, you're in the zone. You don't have a choice, and you Basically, the show, the show must go on, you know. And those little things that you thought were bad might have been nothing. Yeah. People, so, people don't really notice small things. I know. And also, if it's live, then they're not going to listen back to it. Unless exactly. unless it's Facebook Live and stuff like that, uh, where yeah. you can go back to it or whatever. But um, that's pretty cool. So doing that just now, and then you're starting college... Well, you you're in you're in college, but you're you're moving kind of up a gear to city of Glasgow. Yeah, so I done the radio and podcasting course at New College Lanarkshire, so that was in Cumbernauld. The what, Cumber- what, what was that like? Was it beneficial? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lot of things that I didn't know in terms of editing, uh, advertising. You know how to promote yourself one of the the lecturers and I'm good friends with him because he's like one of the, the execs at CFM he taught me and he said this from the beginning he wants to make you guys not as radio presenters but make you as any brands personal brands personal brands and that's stuck that's how I'm, I'm like constantly wanting to develop my brand which the show that I do at the moment is easy on the radio um, but because I'm wanting to evolve and going back to that changing thing, I'm changing the kind of page to just like a personal fan page or whatever. Um, 
and then they can promote shows that way. I but mean, yeah, the, the personal brand is a really good way to go because, for example, if you grow a personal brand, you're not attached to one thing. Like you say, you woke up tomorrow, you didn't want to do radio anymore. Mm-hmm. You've still got your personal brand. Yep. So you can use that, like followers or whatever, and go into something else and everybody comes with you. So as opposed to um, having like a, a set kind of niche where it's like a brand that's only set within, I mean, an example would be my company, which is only set in mobile apps mm-hmm. or technology. Um, but me as a person, if I didn't want to do that anymore, then I can go into something else as a person. So I've still got that brand. Yeah. So that's looking promising in terms of going to co- stepping up a gear, going to college. Yeah, I mean, to Glasgow. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm wanting to go as far as I can with, with kind of education side of things, as well as doing, you know. The, the practical element of it, doing CFM or doing City Radio, which is the the college radio, you know. So um, the fact that I've got that experience from the first year and kind of doing radio in hospital or community, um, that's all still there. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like muscle memory. Yeah. It's complete muscle memory because when I done when into the first year, it was a long time, a couple of years since I last on a show, and I was like, I'm a little bit <laughs> rusty, rusty here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, Don't worry about it. They taught us how to do, you know, the advertisement, how to create a show live, how to do it pre-recorded, all that kind of thing. And <laughs> this is all stuff that I, I do weekly now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, going into City of Glasgow, which I'm real excited about because it's an amazing campus. Um, and the lecturers are second to none in there, you know, so. Yeah. Well, what's like the situation then, going to college during post-lockdown? Kind of, obviously the COVID is still a thing. So is it currently just online? So... I know there are a, there's a lot of courses um, that are strictly online. Like there's no practical for a lot of courses. From what my understanding is, that the course that I'm going into is one of the very few courses that is going to have a practical element of it. So there are days that I'm going to go into the campus, um, but there are going to be th- things that we don't need to be in the college for, like the the theory side. We can do that from home. Yeah, you know, um, it makes sense, I guess, if you're because if you're going to be doing like kind of sound production and stuff, you would need to be at the equipment to do it. It's not something you can necessarily do from your living room. Yeah, I mean, there is the sound production element of it, so th- there's going to teach you how to you know work equipment. Uh, I d- imagine I've not looked at the the kind of. <laughs> the course things yet, but there'll be like theory aspects and physics involved in it as well. So like how sound travels or that kind of thing. All right, that's cool. Um, and yeah, no, I'm looking forward to to get right into it. Sounds great. And one of the other things, and I'll go back to kind of personal brand, the charity changing faces. Yes, you are heavily involved 
with that, do you want to, want to talk a bit about your involvement in Changing Faces and why you, you kind of discovered that? Yeah, so uh, Changing Faces is a, a charity, it's a UK-wide charity, I think it's abroad a as well, so it's a well-known, um, it helps people who have, which is the, a disfigurement, but the PC version of it is a facial difference. So that could be a mark, a scar, a, you know, cleft lip palate, anything yep. like that, a burn, something like that, yep. you know. I'm involved with it, you know, heavily because it's something that obviously um, I haven't a Port Weinstein birthmark, you know. It's great for it actually because the person who introduced me to Changing Faces, Monica, she has a birthmark, it's a different type of birthmark, but she has a visual difference. All right. And her mum was friends with my mum when they were, you know, back yep. when they were kids. So so did she know your mum before Changing Faces, before you made that connection? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they, her mum and my mum knew each other. Right. Me and Monica didn't know each other. Um we were kind of introduced because it was actually Monica was she's a, a really good ambassador for changes and faces. Um, I think I mean I met Monica at one of the events. It was the Kaylee, I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah we DJ did that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's going back. See, that, it's a circle. It's a concert circle. For, did we do that for free? I can't remember. I can't remember, man. Let's just say we did. <laughs> it's a charity. Come on, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, but no, she's a lovely lassie. Um, and she introduced me to Changing Faces. First time I went, I didn't know what to expect. It was just a kind of meeting thing. Mm. Um, at the time, I don't know, it's not running now, but it was called uh, CFSY, Faces of Scottish Youth. Right. Now, I'm not youthful anymore, you know, but at the time, because <laughs> I've been with Changing Faces for a number of years, um... It was good. Um, got to meet loads of different people with loads of different backgrounds, and from what I gathered from it was there's a lot of people out there with a visual difference that can live their everyday life, well, or they live their day in fear of people saying something, staring, you know, loads of different things. Um, I actually, I follow Changing Faces on Facebook, so I sometimes see. Yeah, their posts come up, and there's a few posts about people's stories yeah. about their experience from their perspective, like living with a visual difference. So obviously, when you're young and you're growing up, and you're like other kids, yeah, like on the street, well, obviously, it's it's just what kids do. I know. You know, this is the thing, and I recently had a po a post on my story on the C uh, changing faces Instagram and Facebook social media. Um, and as from my background, I've been quite lucky. Um, in terms of, I mean, don't get me wrong. There was elements of, you know, name calling and bullying to an extent, not necessarily at school. Yeah, you, you know, because because uh, people know you at school and they know your personality. Yeah, but people who'd see you like on the street don't know you. Yeah, as a person. I mean, I still, you know. Being someone who has a visual difference, um, still to this day, gets stares, you know. Which is, again, it's natural. Some people don't 
mean and I always say this to people it's not in a nasty way the majority of the time yeah it's just the unknown like oh what's that and you know how many times have we been on nights out and people have asked me oh what's that on your face I've just said oh it's a math mark and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like oh cool can we be pals I'm uh, like aye <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best way to kind of uh, you know answer that uh, you know just being like straight and like, listen this is what it is that's what I will say to people what's been transparent and I understand not everybody is as confident as that Um I can understand it definitely takes a toll on people's self-confidence. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but that's why you always say, you know, fake it until you make it. Like, fake that confidence, because once you, once people see your confidence, that makes them a bit more at ease. Yeah. And that makes things easier for you. Mm-hmm. So, it's just totally on it. Like, again, it's owning your brand. It's... It's all, like if you have a visual difference, that is your brand. Like that is who you are. Yeah. So th- that's how people are going to perceive perceive you as. Yep. <laughs> so I couldn't think of that word there for a second. Um, and you'll find that once people become aware of you being confident, it makes things a lot easier for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you. You're an ambassador for Changing Faces. What, what, what's your kind of title within that charity? I know you obviously you're not an employee there, but you're... Yeah. So, I mean, um, in the the ground, I'm, I'm basically a volunteer. But um, I am a media champion, so that would mean that if... Now, th- there are a lot of media champions on CF, or Changing Faces, so... I don't always get notification from them saying, look, this thing's coming up, can you do this? Like, it could be uh, something in the newspaper, like write something about uh, living with a visual difference or uh, there's like a big event coming up, do you want to to, uh, raise money for it? I think the last big thing that I've done for them, aside doing, you know, Ben Nevis, what we've done, um... It was the Face Equality Day. It was the very first Face Equality Day. And I went about Glasgow eh, handing out these leaflets and things, talking to them about visual difference. And I think having a sales background, that definitely helped. Because because there was like pledges and people signed the pledge and got a photo no, this wasn't. This was just anyone that was able to do it. So, what what was the pledge? Was it like? Oh, I can't remember. Was it, was it like an X amount of money a month? No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't money. It was just. It was a pledge that pledge that I would not discriminate or something. Right, like right. people with a visual difference, or I pledge. No, I can't remember this off by heart, which is terrible. But <laughs> it was something along the lines of that. There was no money involved. Right. And um people would just get a photo with a pledge with their signature on it and then on the Changing Faces social media. So it's just like spreading awareness. Yeah. I was spreading awareness. And um, Cause that's that's what the post that you were involved in in social media helped do because I've seen it on Instagram. Yeah. I think it got maybe a thousand yep. like likes on it. So Quite a lot. So it's always had a lot of views. 
I've done that. And one of the the other things, the big things I've done as well, and I think it, I think this was the same week. Um, went to the Scottish Parliament. All right. And it, <laughs> did you know this? Uh, again, this was years ago. But went can't, to I can't remember. Went to Edinburgh. Um, it was a scorching day. It was really warm, and of course, I was wearing a black t-shirt, so I was you know dripping Sounds about sweat. Right. Sounds about right. Um, but we went there, met with some of the guys, some of the volunteers, and some of the employees of CF, mm. and um, it was. Uh, I ended up holding the banner. I was at one side and one of the other uh, volunteers was at the other side of it. And all, they all came out at once, all the MPs, all from different parties and stuff. Was uh, Nicola Sturgeon? She was. Um, she was there earlier. So if I came in earlier, I would have seen her. But I understand she's busy. You know, she's got lots of stuff to do. Yeah, she's in high demand. Absolutely, as they all are. So I do appreciate all the MPs that done that. Um, so I met, you know, I'm trying to remember. I met Willie Rainey. Uh, I, I remember seeing the photos. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was Willie Rainey, Ruth Davidson. Uh, I, I do, I'm, I'm not great with MPs' names and stuff, so. Uh, the only MP names that I know is Nicola Sturgeon. Well, she's not, she's not an MP, and, well, she's First Minister. Is that still an MP? She's still a member of Parliament. Prime Minister, she's a member of Parliament. Prime Minister, yeah. Um, First Minister. and First Minister. Um, Kate Forbes, I know. I, I met Kate Forbes. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an MSP, member of Scottish Parliament. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to remember because we were standing outside. Obviously, we couldn't go inside. Um, well, probably could have, but we wanted the the photo outside next to the 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 building, and it was just us, the the volunteers, just waiting on them. And then out of a blue, out the doors came all the MPs. Like <laughs> it was just a swarm of MPs, and I'm like, oh, this is just a bit, bit surreal. And uh, I remember, you know, Willie Rennie was talking to me, like one of the MPs, he's like, how's your uh, journey up here? I'm like, oh, sweating, but <laughs> <laughs> Roasting. <laughs> it, was, it was a real warm day, but Edinburgh's lovely, it really is. I don't get to Edinburgh enough, because I'm based in Glasgow, and I'll, I'll be living in Motherwell. Yeah. So, it's not really enough. We just go to Glasgow if we're going out. We don't go to Edinburgh because, I mean, it's a wee bit further away. Yep. We're kind of in the middle between Edinburgh and Glasgow, but we're closer to Glasgow. You go to Edinburgh, you really need to book a hotel. Oh, it's, a, it's like a full day shot in Edinburgh. It's either a full day or a full night like, out. Like getting a taxi home, Aye. it's like £80, yep. something extortionate. So I think you'd be better booking a £30 hotel. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we went to Edinburgh, like uh, all of us and uh, kind of group of friends, was you know it was years ago and we ended up just getting like the the uh, tour bus. Do you remember? I do, I do. That was the last time that we all went to Edinburgh. Was that when we met Neil? The uh, the two Neils, yeah. That was ages ago. That was a long time, man. I think that was before we were of drinking age. We didn't go to the pub, so... I mean, I'd, I didn't start drinking until I was, like... 18, anyway. 17. Neither did I. <laughs> 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 Moving on. I don't know if I believe that. Um, 
So that's changing faces, and obviously within that, you're, you've kind of got your personal brand yep. attached to that because really it's a win-win because you are promoting changing faces, but they're also sharing your story, which helps be your brand, obviously. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not with changing faces for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm with changing faces to kind of spread awareness. However, yeah, right, as well as that, because I've now got that kind of personal brand, um, I do radio and I've got that kind of following as well. Um Changing faces are spreading. I mean, since you know the, the recent my story I put on changing faces, I got a lot of likes on Instagram and you know random people adding me in social media. And I'm like, what's happening here? Um, but yeah, no, the, the, it's definitely helping. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, and so you've you, done you've done something good and you're being rewarded for it. Like, essentially. like you're not doing it for anything back it's one of those ones where you're just giving your time but you're not yeah. expecting anything back no so but, but it just happens it to just be that ha- that's coming as well yeah so which is good and going forward with changing faces are you looking to be more involved are you looking or are you just kind of seeing how things because obviously i guess i'm not doing much events just now because of covid yeah um the there is, from what they've been doing during, you know, when everyone was in lockdown, um, there was a lot of stuff they were doing online, like they started the podcast and stuff, which, right. which is really good, which I love, uh, and I'd love to get involved with that at some point, but obviously, like I said, there's so many people that are representing CF that... I'm just kind of sitting here, just yeah, chilling. You're, you're like one and many. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. that there's Because there's so many of us and so many people that represent allies or that kind of stuff, um, it's spreading so much um, awareness yeah. in the country. So more people are becoming aware of it. And But yeah, I mean, I'd love to do more with Changing Faces. Um, I mean, it's, it, if they're doing a podcast, that would be the sounds up your street. If, well, you know, the, have they yeah, well, this is it. I'm, I'm quite happy to help out with that side of things, but again, it comes down to uh, numbers and time. I mean, you're obviously going to be busy anyway with yep. college and CFM. So going into the future, and you're at college just now. Yep. This course lasts about a year. So this course is a year. Um, fingers crossed, toes crossed as well. So if this goes well this year, plan planning on doing the year after. Is that is that going at university or is that still college? So it would be doing the diploma, right? Um, the HND or the HND, sorry, um, and. If that goes well, at that point, who knows where I'm going to be. I might be on national radio. I might want to go on to third year or fourth year at uni. It just depends. It's like anything else. But um, the way I'm looking at it is, this is where I'm at just now. There's no going back. It's going full throttle, basically. Yeah, and I think... 
obviously at the college, I think I mentioned before that there might be opportunities to go on national radio and work with the like, likes of Radio 1. Yeah, so there's, I mean, one of the, the lecturers, he's, you know, worked in Radio 1 and Clyde and that kind of stuff, so. Good, good person to know. Oh, he's a lovely guy as well. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Lovely guy. Um, but yeah, so knowing a lot of the lecturers have that background anyway, that they've worked in radio or sound or, you know, because you're not going to meet well, you're not going to meet two people that come from the same background in radio. Some some people might be in radio, but initially were in sound engineering. Some yeah, people yeah. might have done TV and then got into radio. Some people might have just purely like done community radio into that. So there's loads of different things. Um, like specialising into a certain area. Well, yeah, so one of the lecturers as well, he's more into the the radio documentaries and all that kind of thing. So that's part of the, the course that I'm quite excited to do that because, like I said, I've only kind of done music shows on magazine shows. Um, so to do the, like, for example, radio documentaries or dramas or horror, come up to Halloween, so we might as well do a a, a horror story or horror <laughs> drama <laughs> on the radio. And as you do those things, you'll learn new things you didn't know like avenues you can go down in radio that you might really like as well so it's hard I guess it's hard to say which route you're going to go down just now but are you obviously looking at the presenter side of it in terms of being voice or are you looking at the technical side and actually mixing obviously you can do both but Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm I'm quite happy I'm, I'm loving doing the presenting side of things at the moment um, but there might be an opportunity that arises that says, look, we need a, a studio or a station manager or manager assistant, or we need a producer. So the fact that these are skills that you're going to learn, that, like I said, it comes down to there's so many different avenues into radio. And once you get your foot in the door, there's nothing stopping you from... Because I know lots of presenters that... Um, that were runners to start off with, they made the tea. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, for example, or oh, we need someone to do the news. You've done. You've got that background, you can do the news. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Next uh, thing you know, you're on Chris Moyles. Chris Moyles? I mean, Chris Moyles is an amazing presenter. He's, he's been going for years. He's one of my favourites, actually. Um, and I, I find like, like celebrities like that. And I don't know where Chris Moyles started, but... I know he's done a bit of TV as well, but I find sometimes that celebrities end up transitioning yeah. into radio. Like one of the guys from GLS, Marvin Humes, yes, he's now like a big radio name, mm-hmm. and he completely left like the actual singing behind. But I think he does like DJing, like actual makes music, yeah, still. But he's like one of the big radio names, which you wouldn't expect from a boy band. Well, this is it. This is it. Uh, obviously, if you've got like a name behind you, it's relative. I don't want to say easy, but it's it's definitely going into radio as a, a, an avenue that you could go down. Uh, one of the the perfect examples of this is um, one of the new stations. I don't know if it's new, but I've recently uh, became aware of it in Glasgow. It's a uh, Go Radio. Go Radio. Where's that based in Glasgow? Do you know? 
I'm not sure. I think it's just in Go as in Glasgow. Uh, right. But anyone that watches like wrestling or whatever, if you're from Glasgow or Scotland, somewhere in Scotland, you, most people would know who Grado is. Yes. He is one of the breakfast presenters on that. All right. So he does radio. He does radio. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, again, this is going back to the whole celebrities transitioning to radio. It's a brand. Personal brand, if you get a brand. Because you bring the listeners. Yes. Because if there's a name on it, then they'll listen to it. Because if they follow. Um, Because Grado actually, because my barber's recently moved to a new uh, business, I would say. He's changed uh, company. So he was Rebel Rebel. Right, yep. Um, He's now moved to Mr. Blonde, not far away from here. And I was looking at their Instagram yesterday, and Grado's actually, Grado goes there. Really? As well. So ma- ma- cool. maybe I'll be sitting across from him and I'll be like, do you want to, do you want to get Andy on your, <laughs> on your radio show? See, this is the only reason I'm on this podcast, so you can talk to Grado. So can <laughs> it'll make sense, it'll make sense now. Listen, this has been fun. It was good to have you on the first podcast. And... This is more of a trial run than anything. Yeah. It's like a kind of pilot. Because first of all, after I press stop on this, I'll need to check that it's actually recorded. Uh, it has. It 100% has. Right, okay. But I've just never used this equipment before. This is the, literally the first time... This is the first time I've done a podcast, like hosted it. This is the first time that I've used this equipment. I mean, looking at the faders, because I do this, like, you should be all right. Uh, the audio levels are moving, so you're fine. Yes. You're fine. It's all right. It's, it's, it's good. A, it's absolutely fine. It's good. So, thanks again for coming on. That's been good, man. Uh, I'm going to get you on again doing the... when I get a better camera set up. Cool. Uh, we'll talk about other stuff. Aye. And I don't know who my next guest is going to be. I've got a few ideas in mind. Could be you. <laughs> so I've got a few, like, and the podcast just is kind of summary of the kind of demographic Yeah, is going to be on the podcast. It's going to be mostly entrepreneurs and startup founders, yep. business owners, or people who have interest in stories to share within their career. Yep. That's a kind of guess I'm looking for well hopefully this has been hopefully I've been entertaining as much as possible just like asking answering questions because usually I'm at that side but for me to be at this side I'm kind of like nervous but it's been good man because I know you and stuff it's just a kind of general conversation anyway so here's the thing I've been told in the past that people watch my Lot of technologies videos to get to sleep at night. Really? And people have said that I should start doing ASMR. Have you heard of that? Yep. So I'm actually just going to market this podcast as an ASMR podcast to help people get to sleep at night. Well, I'm just going to start sharing it on pages that people follow that like ASMR and then people will just listening to it. Well, dude, you never know. Like, a lot of people listen to podcasts 
you know, to help them get to sleep at night. Um, I also don't know how to take that, people. <laughs> it's soothing. The way I look at it is, you know, it's a soothing thing. It's like some people listen to music, some people meditate. Yeah. Um. Some people listen to podcasts. Some people watch. You ever watch Netflix? Something on Netflix to help you get to sleep. Every night. Every night. Well, uh, it's like that. Only it's audio. Yeah, I've looked into it. Like, I've. It's not really for me. I don't think it would get me to sleep. Probably, probably would if I. If you were really if tired, I, if I was really tired guess, uh, obviously I'm going to fall asleep anyway. Um. But yeah, that's kind of one of my ways I'm going to market it. Cool. So, but if you're about to use this equipment for your radio kind of podcast, because you 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 have a podcast, yes, or had a podcast. I, I mean, I I I've done an episode um, of a podcast while I was doing the first year at college. Um, as I, I actually done two episodes. Um, one was on relationships because it was coming up to Valentine's Day, um, and one was on uh, health and well-being, and this was kind of stuff that, you know, it's relevant. You know, um, I've only done two. Um, I'm not really seeing me doing any more of that specific podcast, but there might be something in the future. So who knows? Just play by ear. Exactly. See, see what harms. Thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. No worries, and we'll get you back on soon. Sweet.